When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, We've talked about lyrics a lot on the show. Great lyrics. Do lyrics actually matter? Best misheard lyrics. Opening lines, closing lines. But there's another category of lyrics we haven't really discussed. The ones that catch you off guard by just how deep they go. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what is the most profound lyric of all time? That's the age-old question. Clint. Can I tell you what made me think we have to do this topic? Yeah, where did this come from? I was driving and Band on the Run came on. Nice. It's one of Paul's great solo career cuts from the album of the same name released in April 1974. It was recorded in September of the previous year in Lagos, Nigeria. Now, random, meaningless side tangent. I was born in Lagos, Nigeria. Whoa. Just a couple years later. Coincidence? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Yes, actually, a total coincidence. <laughs> if you're listening and thinking, wait, why did Paul record an album in Lagos, Nigeria? That's a good question. In 1973, Paul wanted to get out of England, go somewhere exotic to record the album. Stuck inside these four walls Sent inside forever he asked EMI for a list of places where they had studios outside of the UK. It was a little bit of a fashion in those days to kind of record somewhere else. So I knew EMI had a lot of studios. So I said to the guy, I said, could you give me a list? It was very exciting. It was like Rio de Janeiro. China was a possibility. And then I saw they had one in Lagos. So I thought, oh, Lagos, man, you know, Africa. I loved African music and beats, and I thought, Lagos would pick up a sort of rhythmic African feel. I think I overplayed the idea, because when we actually got there, I pretty much made the record I wanted to make. But that's, that's what it was. I just looked at the list and thought, wow, Africa, Lagos, adventure. Let's do it. Back to the song. It was a number one hit. And at over five minutes, it's reminiscent of the suite of songs, the medley on side two of Abbey Road, right? Yeah. Pieces of melodies and songs that sort of make up that one song, Band on the Run. There's a couple of lines worth noting. The line, if we ever get out of here. Paul said in the 1973 interview that that line was inspired by a remark made by George Harrison talking about feeling like prisoners to the ongoing legal and business problems swirling around Apple. Paul said, Band on the Run felt like a nice way to start an album. 
It's a million things, all put together. Band on the run, escaping, freedom, criminals, you name it. Legal issues weren't just related to the Beatles' demise. Paul also had been arrested for marijuana possession by that point. If I ever get out of here, thought of giving it all away to registered charity. Now, I promise I'm going to get to the profound lyrics. But there's one more note to the fact that they recorded in Nigeria. The original demo of this song was stolen when Paul and Linda were robbed at knife point. They had to start from scratch and from memory. Oh. Those demos have never turned up, but think about what those robbers had, and maybe they had no idea the value that those tapes would have. Right? Unbelievable. They still haven't shown up? That's incredible. So they, st you know, they robbed them, they got their wallets, whatever, they took their bags that had these demos, and the demos were probably tossed. Like, what are we going to do with these tapes? Yeah. Okay. Finally getting to the line that made me think that we should explore this topic. There's a line in the verse, almost a throwaway lyric, that stopped me in my tracks. The undertaker drew a heavy sigh, seeing no one else had come. Well, the undertaker drew a heavy sigh, seeing no one. Is this the most profound lyric of all time? I, I don't know. Maybe it's not even Paul's most profound lyric, but there's something that caught me off guard about this lyric, and it got me thinking in a way that I hadn't about the job of an undertaker. Huh. Someone who prepares dead bodies in funeral parlors. The person's livelihood depends on the constant and inevitable stream of death and dying. In this vignette, the undertaker draws a heavy sigh because on that day, no one died. He's disappointed. Not just disappointed, but a heavy sigh means deep disappointment, despondency, that no one died. There's so much in that 10-word phrase. The undertaker drew a heavy sigh, seeing no one else had come. Wow, that's awesome. That's what made me think, let's talk about profound lyrics. Let's talk about profound lyrics. Let's talk about Bob Dylan for a second. Great. I mean, God, where do you even start? Where First do you of all, even start? This, this topic is so vast. We're going to get, I hope we get many people being like, don't forget this. Yes. What about this? This is a truly unanswerable Unanswerable. Topic. But speaking of what you just said, the song Blowing in the Wind, and how many deaths will it take till we know that too many people have died? Yes, and how many deaths will it take till he knows that's like the opposite of what you just said right it's like the opposite of the undertaker's point of view but there, there's so much that entire song every take couplet could be one take your yeah pick. it's just incredible you're right bob dylan we could talk about bob dylan for an entire episode of, of profound lyrics yes Speaking of great singer-songwriters, I think I've mentioned Greg Brown in the course of previous episodes. If I haven't, shame on me. He's one of my top ten of all time. As a singer, as a poet, as a vocalist, storyteller, there's a song of his that came to mind for this episode, Clint. The song is, If You Don't Get It At Home. Let's listen. If you don't get it at home, gonna go looking. 
If you don't get it at home, you're gonna go looking. If you don't get it at home, the need for love won't leave you alone. If you don't get it at home, you're gonna go looking. He distills human nature down to one phrase. If you don't get it at home, you're gonna go looking. Huh. In other words, we all need love, we all need encouragement, we need support, we need fill in the blank. Those are immutable facts. You can smother them, you can ignore them, but they don't go away. And if you don't get it at home, you're gonna go looking. Because hmm. if you don't get it at home, you're gonna go looking. If you don't get it at home, you're gonna go looking. If you don't get it at home, the need for love won't leave you alone. If you don't get it at home, you're gonna go looking. That's right. This episode is going to be great. It just like stops you in your tracks when you hear when you hear a single line out of context where it's just the line. It it's it carries such a different weight than when you hear it in a song. When yes. you hear it, when you see it on paper right. versus when you hear it, it's such a different it 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 carries a different level of of meaning. That's a really great point. Sometimes we think of song lyrics only in the context of their music and then sometimes when you read them on paper, they hit you different. Yeah. I have so many John Lennon and Paul McCartney lyrics in here. I just wrote down a ton of different lyrics that I thought fit right. this topic. Let's let's do a quick fire round of Beatles of one-liners. Beatles? Okay. Oh, this is a John Lennon song, Beautiful Boy. Yep. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. I love it. How about... Life is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding all you see. Oh, that's so good. Living is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding all you see. How about all you need is love? I mean, it doesn't get simpler than that. It's so profound. How about this from George? When you've seen beyond yourself, then you may find peace of mind is waiting there. When you've seen beyond yourself, then you may find peace of mind is waiting there. Uh, see, that just hit me differently. Yeah, that's... I mean, the only other Beatles one I have is the... Obviously... The end. Yes. I mean, well, the greatest closing line of all time, yes. We mentioned it in a previous episode, but we have to mention it again. It's the most... I don't think there's a more profound lyric in the world this ever is inter- written. This is interesting. Do we have an answer, the same answer, for two different questions? I think so. It could be. It could be. It could be. And in the end... The love you take is equal to the love you make. Ah, oh, man, I mean, he sums it all up. Now, when I was doing this research, I realized all of the profundity, is that the word? Yeah. Most of the ones that I came up with are about love. And it's like the job of the songwriter is to find another way 
to explain the feeling of love, to hone down to the most purest, simplest form. What is love? Love or despair? Huh, yeah. Right? Right. Like, I hate to repeat myself, and I'm sure I do it way too often, but we've mentioned this particular song on a previous episode. I just love it so much for its weird, so much and so little kind of poetry. Beck song, Loser. Yeah. That's a song about despair and, and isolation and loneliness. He sings, In a time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Yeah. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. You could convey the concept of otherness or isolation or feeling like an outsider in so many ways. But in his random neo-beatnik genius, he says, In a time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. That's pretty good. How about, you ever heard of a band called Pink Floyd? Yes. Okay. Roger Waters writes, Yep. How I wish, how I wish you were here. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year. How I wish, how I wish you were here. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year. That's, I mean, that's almost like poetry. Well, (laughs) it's almost like poetry. And this is a different topic, but I love also the internal rhyme there. Yeah. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year. And there's also something about it being sung in an English accent. Right. Like, (laughs) year after year, year after year. Yeah, right. (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. Go. He's one of the great lyricists oh, in rock, man. right? Seen by many when he burst onto the scene as the next in a line of Woody Guthrie and Bob Dylan. In his song, No Surrender, he sings, We learn more from a three-minute record than we ever learned in school. Ah. We learn more from a three-minute record, baby, than we ever learned in school. But the power of music, the role that music plays for so many of us in shaping who we are, teaching us about relationships, about longing, about love lost, about new love. What our buddy Jeff Simons might call interiority, the quality of turning inward. It's saying so much by saying so little. That's what we're talking about today. It's like distilling this massive truth about human nature into six words yes that's that's what we're talking about that's how you get profound i have one yes you know whitney houston yes i believe the children are our future teach them well and let them lead the way i believe the children are our future teach them well and let them lead the way show them all the beauty they possess inside I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. And it's it's going to always be that way. Right? Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. pride. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
I love this one, Clint. Wooden Ships by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, yeah. If you smile at me, I will understand. Because that's something everybody everywhere does in the same language. Hmm. If you smile at me, I will understand. Because that is something everybody everywhere does in the same The song was written by Crosby and Stills with the help of Paul Kantner from Jefferson Airplane. It tells the grim story of a post-nuclear war in which the two sides have annihilated each other. Two men from each side stumble upon each other, and one asks, Can you tell me please who won? That idea of people from two cultures that don't share a language, maybe even are on opposing sides, find common ground in a smile because whatever your language, whatever your culture, a smile is a human expression. It's a human expression of happiness and of friendliness. Hmm. I love that. Love it. Wooden ships on the water, very free and easy. Easy, you know the way it's supposed to be. Well, here's one that's just a huge concept boiled down to just the most simplest thing. Yeah. The Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might just find you get what you need. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find you get what you need. So glad you brought that one because that could be it. That is a lot. I mean, that says everything. Talk about that's like a kid's thing, too. You can't <laughs> always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you might find that you get what you need. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And that's again, it's like seeing it out of context of the song. When you hear it over and over again in the chorus, it becomes. Just it, it just floats away somehow. But when you really study it on a on paper, it's genius. Good job, boys. I've got one from the legend of Indiana. The legend of Indiana that isn't Clint Bierman. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about the Coog. The Coog! John Mellencamp. The song is Minutes to Memories. Hmm. And the lyric is, An honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. He fell asleep with his head against the window. An honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. First of all, I love the uh. mellifluous quality of that lyric. It rolls off the tongue in a satisfying way. Second, for me, it's such a simple distillation of living an honest life that you can sleep well at night when you live the right way. Hmm. That win or lose, you do what's right. And the peace of mind comes from being honest. And it's the pillow that you rest your head on at night. Oh, that's so good. It's so blue collar. It's so Midwest, yeah. right? Like... <laughs> An honest man's pillow 
is his peace of mind. So good. How about um, Michael Jackson? Yep. Side note, have you seen the new documentary on Netflix? We, on We Are the World? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's glorious. It's really cool. I can't yeah. wait. Check it out. Okay. So, Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Yeah. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. God, that's good. That's really good, Mike. Did he write that lyric? He did not, actually. I do know that. Can't remember who we, it is. I, in fact, I think we've talked about it. I think we've talked about it, too, yeah. Sometimes we, sometimes we know stuff, yeah. and then we forget stuff. Yeah. It's time that I realize There was a window home Not a nickel to love Could it be really me Pretending that they're not alone We've celebrated Robert Hunter and John Barlow the two principal lyricists for the Grateful Dead. Robert Hunter really, I think, is the great genius. I mean, John Barlow is great, but Robert Hunter, in our mind, is king. He's like Shakespeare. Yeah, he's like Shakespeare. We have an entire episode on the Grateful Dead. And it's honestly one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. There's so many single lines or couplets that we could talk about in this episode that comes from the mind of Robert Hunter. But one that I really love that I'm going to talk about is from Scarlet Begonias. Hmm. Once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Yeah. Once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. That's real good, Rob. <laughs> it's really good. It's so quintessentially Grateful Deady. Yeah. But it's also so beautifully universal about how if our heart remains open to the possibilities, to the fact that we don't know all the answers, if we acknowledge that what we think should happen isn't always what will happen, right. and sometimes that's for the best, it's about allowing ourselves to be surprised by what can happen when we allow ourselves to be surprised. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> From the song Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. Because mm -hmm. love's such an old-fashioned word. And love dares you to care for the people on the edge of the night. And love dares you to change our way of caring about ourselves. That's incredible. I mean, obviously you said it earlier. Is it love or despair, love and isolation? That type of love, what he's talking about is like vulnerability. Yep. And empathy. Which maybe all gets boiled down in Paul's line and in the end. <laughs> 
going to be tough to beat that one. It's going to be tough to beat that. All right. I texted our old buddy Jeff Simons last night and asked him to share a nominee for the most profound lyric. He wrote back in seconds. <laughs> I'm so tired of being tired, but sure as night follows day, most things I worry about never happen anyway. I'm so tired of being tired, as sure as night will follow day. Most things I worry about never happen anyway. He writes, nothing has spoken to me more in the last 10 years than that lyric. It's from Crawling Back to You by Tom Petty. And it's a song we've talked about before. And of course, it's from the album Wildflowers from 1994. His, His masterpiece produced by Ricky. Ricky Rubin. Let's listen to that line that Jeff singles out. Yeah, say it again, say it again, say it again. Most things I worry about never happen anyway. Most things I worry about never happen anyway. That is a lesson that you keep learning your entire life. I do this to myself all the time, where I stress about things that are gonna happen that, that, never, that never happen and and i and I, I spend half my time worrying about things that never happen and it's a it's a oh it's so dumb so in 2004 he did an interview tom petty did an interview with paul zolo and zolo specifically asked him about that lyric and petty said yeah i, I like that line well worry is just thinking about something that hasn't happened yet and i do it all the time Rockstar geniuses, Clint. Man. They're just like us. <laughs> Ooh, I keep crawling back to you. <laughs> okay, we asked some other regulars for a nomination of most profound lyrics. Let's see what they got. Peter Day the one and only your bandmate Peter Day, wrote, that one is easy. My fear is my only courage. Bob Marley, that one's really stuck with me since the misheard lyric episode, and I think it's incredibly profound. My fear is my only courage. Except, Clint, here's what's interesting. The actual lyric is, my feet is my only carriage. So Peter's nominee is a most profound lyric is actually a mondegreen, which I love. And this is the whole point. Sometimes the most profound lyrics are the ones we only think we hear. Right. Whoa. That is. Isn't that great? Really cool. Thank you, Pete. Greg Naughton, my bandmate. I think my hometown by Bruce Springsteen is about as concise and sharply drawn a lyric as I can imagine, that so effectively captures complex emotions and social problems in a very terse and simplistic lyric. With amazing economy, we get a really strong sense of his hometown falling on hard times and how it's affecting him. And when he finishes the song with he and his wife trying to figure out if they should leave the town, he sits his son up behind the wheel, just like his father had, 
in the first verse and says, Son, take a good look around. This is your hometown. Last night I sat up behind the wheel, said, Son, take a good look around. This is your hometown. Greg finishes, That just kills me every time. That's amazing. By the way, Brian Chartrand just texted me. Did he have one? He says, I think you guys nailed it when you played the Chris Farley, Paul McCartney nice. <laughs> sketch. With, and in the end, is, did you really, do you mean it? <laughs> yeah. The love you take is equal to the love you make. You, you remember that? Was that, was yes. that, was that true? Uh, is that true? Yes, Chris. In, in my experience, it is. I find the more you give, the more you get. <laughs> so good. Should we go to the comments? Let's do it. Let's go to the comments. All right. From the great artist Bruce McDonald, he shared a video of the Canadian podcaster, lecturer, political commentator Jordan Peterson, who, by the way, is a controversial figure with some views that I don't necessarily subscribe to. But the thought and idea conveyed in this clip that Bruce shared is really interesting and worth sharing here for our discussion. He talks about how artists have always been on the frontier of human understanding. The artist bears the same relationship to society that the dream bears to, to mental life. Like when you're dreaming at night, you're actually pretty creative when you're dreaming, and that's why when you remember your dream, you think, oh man, like where did that come from? Which is pretty weird, eh, that something can happen in your head and you have no idea how it got there or what it means. That's a bloody miracle. The dream is the thing that mediates between order and chaos. It starts to make chaos into order, so it's half chaos. That's why it's not comprehensible. And artists play exactly the same role in society. They're the visionaries that start to transform what we don't understand into at least what we can start to see. And they've always been that. They've always been at the vanguard. That's their biological niche. So they're creating confidence for the community. They're, they're, they're the civilizing agents. Oh, I love that. So you wake up from a dream, you say, what the heck? Where did that, that come from? Where did that come from? You don't know because it emerged from your deep subconscious. Oh, I love that. I do too. This was an example of an unanswerable question. What is the most profound lyric of all time? I have it. You do? Okay. I do. I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's a song by Lake Street Dive. Oh. It's a song called Hypotheticals. Mm -hmm. And you know when you're listening to a song and you've never heard it, and then you're listening and you're listening, and all of a sudden a lyric pops out out of, out of, out of a whole page. Something just pops out at you for whatever reason. Maybe it's where you are in your life. Maybe yeah. it's where you are at the moment. Yeah. This lyric did this to me more than any other lyric of all time. And I'm going to say it's one of the most profound lyrics of all time. Now, Lake Street Dive is a, a band that formed in 2004 at the New England Conservatory of Music in Boston. And they're currently Brooklyn-based. They tour all the time. They're, it's a five-piece band, I think. Two girls, three guys. And the song I'm talking about is called Hypotheticals. And it was actually written by the bass player, who is my favorite person in that band. Her name is Bridget Carney, and she is an amazing songwriter, and she actually won the 2005 John Lennon Songwriting Contest in the jazz category. Hmm. Uh, but this song, Hypotheticals, 
it's about, you know, wanting to get with the the person. And, you know, really, like, like hypothetically, yes, theoretically, forever. But here's the lyric that just jumped out. It's in the bridge. It goes, Nobody can see into the future. Even the weatherman gets caught in the rain sometimes. Mm. Nobody can see into the future. Even the weatherman gets caught in the rain sometimes. I don't know what it was, but at the moment, it just says so... Like It just... I love that so much. Hey, that's great. And, you know, it sort of feels like the Tom Petty, like... Yep. Most things I worry about never happen yep. anyway. And, and like, this is a different version of that where it's, like, the best laid plans. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen. An honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. That is so good. Teach the children. <laughs> love. St- start with the man in the mirror. All you need is love. <laughs> <laughs> so wow so what's your fave what's you, you, well you choosing the coog i'm no i i have to go and in the end the love you take is equal to the love you make yeah i there's no denying that that's just the best ever and i love also the idea that the same answer could be true for two different questions yeah that is cool all right. Well, we did it. I, we did. So, we, we didn't. We didn't. We, well, we touched on. We did something. Yeah, yeah. We we touched on it, and I think it's a really interesting topic. And as you said, Clint, I I hope that people listen to this and share with us the songs that have really stopped them in their tracks, stopped you in your tracks, as you described, sort of leapt out at you from the page or from the speaker. He's, I can't believe they've just distilled the human experience down right. into that line right there could definitely be an episode two based on comments from this i have probably 10 more on my list that we could talk about so i I see it a part two coming especially with some feedback from you guys well we hope you had fun we hope you'll continue to tune in continue to share with friends who might be interested might share a passion in music and and enjoying a couple of guys talking about stuff stuff (laughs) encourage you to check out the other podcasts on pantheon network we hope you had fun as much fun as we did and we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old question follow us on instagram at the age-old question facebook the age-old question we hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash theageoldquestion and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more Age Old Questions. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 